figurative synergies is totally something that uh, is aside from biological functions. It's all energy, baby. It's all energy. Yes, I love it. Welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm Meg Hayes. I'm Kate Elston. I'm Meg Trowbridge. Hi, everyone. Hey. Today we have an amazing uh, bleeder for you, a very important bleeder at that. VIP. Um, We have Liz Plank in the building. Well, she was via Skype. This is pre-recorded. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. Uh, we had Liz Plank, and we're so excited to share this interview with you. Can't believe we got to talk to her. She's so cool. So cool. So much fun. Um, you guys might know uh, Liz from Vox Media with a V. Don't worry, you guys. <laughs> Gretchen Wiener, whatever the fuck her name Carlson. is. Carlson. Yeah, she's not going to be on the show. <laughs> she is a lot like Gretchen Wiener, though. <laughs> From Mean Girls. Uh, anyway, you know Liz from Vox Media, where she's currently the executive producer and host of the show Consider It. She's Great show. a frequent commentator on MSNBC. Heard of it. She started the Big Uterus Energy Campaign, which I'm sure you've seen. And she has a new book coming out that we didn't even get to uh, called For the Love of Men. It's about mindful masculinity, and you can pre-order it now. Anyway, we had a bunch of fun talking about all things periods with Liz. Uh, So here is that interview for you all. And like Meg said, we did record this interview on Skype. So the weird occasional echo you might hear, it's not you, it's us. And we have a song at the end. So stick around and enjoy the episode. Liz Plank, thank you so much for being on Vicious Cycle. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So Liz, you have become this like crucial voice of women's issues in the media um, when it comes to everything from abortion to the Me Too movement to Donald Trump, women in the workforce, the pink tax. We could talk to you forever about a gazillion topics, but we want to talk to you about periods. Oh, I don't (laughs) think I've ever talked about my period with anyone um, recording. (laughs) So I'm I'm jazzed. Great. I mean, yeah, I, I followed your career for a long time. You and I have worked together for AJ Plus here and there. But yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you, like tangentially you talk about women uh, and motherhood and reproductive rights and reproductive freedoms, but I don't know if I've ever heard you talk about periods and why would you? But here we are. <laughs> yeah, and and, and the, the question is, why haven't I? Um, so I'm excited to have the platform to do it. Well, first, the question we first ask all of our guests is what was the first day of your last period? Oh my God. Well, okay, so I, I mean, it's like a law. We actually need, we were joking about Murphy's Law before where like, if, if something bad can happen, it's gonna happen. Uh-huh. Um, there's also, there should be like a big uterus energy law that like, if you're traveling, you're gonna get your period. Yeah. Um, I always feel like my uterus just like waits until the very moment where I'm literally TSA um getting you know my pad down and 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 then I and then I am like ooh there it is um <laughs> yeah I was like traveling on my own I went to Miami and I had my period and I was like you know what that's fine because no one's I can wear all my ugly underwear and like <laughs> no one gives a shit um but I find myself constantly like I have too many pads and tampons at my house like it just overflows because I feel like I always get it abroad or like I always get it in an, in an airport and so I just have bags and bags 
if anyone needs extra tampons and pads, uh, I just, I have a whole buttload. Um, so yeah, I was on vacation and I got my period. You have a uterus load of pads and tampons, you might say. A big uterus load. (laughs) So can we talk about first the big uterus energy campaign? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I mean, it really, um, I'm so excited that it resonated with so many people. I did not foresee that happening. Um, this was this summer. I actually was technically on like book leave for a week or like self-imposed. Uh, you know, I was like, I'm not going to go on. I'm not, I, I was like in the, the Hamptons staying with this very, uh, generous couple who invited me to stay in their like beautiful house. And I was just writing all day and I was trying not to watch the news and was like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go on TV. I'm not going to be in the news cycle. And then Justice Roberts retires. Right. And so it's just like the apocalypse. <laughs> um, and it, it was just and then like it was just insane and then scary and, and obviously led to the nomination of Kavanaugh. And we know how that story ends. Um, but I was really uh, first and foremost, very. Uh, disappointed that big dick energy like we only had had like 48 hours to enjoy that as a movement and as an online trend it was like coming from Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson RIP that relationship um (laughs) and like the idea of big big dick energy and all of the hilarious think pieces about it um and and I just feel like it, 20 from 2016 to 2018 like there were so few moments where we could actually enjoy an internet trend that wasn't um a prediction of like our utter and total destruction (laughs) and so I was just sitting there in this in the in nature literally and staring at my phone as one does when you're a millennial and uh and and I was so mad that we didn't get to enjoy big dick energy that I was like let's just call this big uterus energy, like the quiet confidence of women knowing that they're going to vote these guys out of office, right? Um, and that's what happened. And so the big uterus energy really actually delivered and it happened. Um, but yeah, at the time, I just like tweeted it out and I and I used like the big uterus energy hashtag. And then, yeah, people were like very happy about it and so I was like okay there's so few things that make us happy like I'm just gonna go all into this so I created the t-shirt um it's so cute that my with my friend Liron who's a designer and then yeah and yeah I I donated the 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 profits to NARAL which at at the time I knew I mean when this news came out of Justice Roberts retiring I was like you know I was like think about Elise Hogue and all of the amazing women uh, who, who, who work in there. Um, my friend Kaylee too. And I, and I just was like, they need all the help they can get. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how it came about. That's so cool. That's so so awesome. And I feel like, uh, yes, I love celebrating big uterus energy. Obviously you yourself have a big uterus energy. I was going to say a big uterus, but I have no idea. Um, That's the thing. No uterus required. I was very yes. like specific about that because what I loved about big dick energy is that there was no dick required either, right? Yeah. So it was like, you know, the, there was a cut article saying, you know, Michelle Obama, big dick energy, like Melania, no big dick energy, you know? Um, <laughs> so big uterus energies is totally something that uh, is aside from biological functions. It's just something that you have or you don't have. Um, and it's all energy, baby. It's all energy. Yeah. I think so. Was I, it Kennedy that retired or Roberts? 
Did I say Robert? Wait. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's how much I, yeah, remember from this year. Seriously. (laughs) Dumped the year out of our brains. (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. So tell us then about your first period, Liz Plank. What was your first period? Like, how old were you? Oh, my God. I had, like, this very, very deep uh, fear of periods, but also (laughs) just, like, getting my period. Like, to me, that was just, like... There was something so I and I don't really know why, like amongst my group of friends, especially, uh, you know, all these girlfriends that I would hang out with when I was like in elementary school. It was like the biggest insult. We'd be like, oh, Nana has her period. Like, Annie has her period. Julie has her period. Like, I, and then it was like, no, I don't. And it was just <laughs> a really weird thing where, yeah, it was like the worst thing that could happen to you. And 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 to me, it was just this deep, deep fear um, that I was like, oh my God, that's when like my responsibilities are going to start. Like, and it wasn't even like related to pregnancy or the idea that I would have to like, manage my reproductive functions it was like i'm gonna get my freaking beard every week for the rest of my life carry around these pads like and i would see my sister have like these like stump you know these stomach cramps and i uh really loved chips when i was in elementary school um and i and i thought like i'm gonna my stomach's gonna hurt every month and i'm not gonna be able to eat chips every uh, you know one week out of every month like what the fuck like why I just felt like it was this curse and this like injustice (laughs) that I just wanted to delay 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 forever and then I remember thinking that even before I had my period I was like why doesn't all of the blood just come out like pee like in one pee like instead of coming out a little bit every day for a week like it could just all come out and then you're done yeah why hasn't anyone consulted you on this design Uh of the human body (laughs) why hasn't science found a way (laughs) there's a better way ladies um yeah so I just was very like resistive and naturally like I sucked at having my period like I constantly forget when it is as I told you like the last time I had a period I was like in the middle of Miami like you would think that I don't know I'm sure like adult women plan and they're like oh I'm gonna get my period let me bring a few tampons I do not do that I, I just every week every month it's like oh right I get this like this happens <laughs> it, it like is a epiphany that I don't yeah I don't know I'm still super bad at like yeah planning for it like when I was in uh, college I'd always forget to bring tampons to school like I'd put one in the you know I'd put like a pad in the morning and then I just like I was like oh frick and I also didn't know it ends like at menopause I just thought until like on my deathbed I would say <laughs> so I'm excited I was excited when I heard about menopause um <laughs> so that stops after a while it does feel like a curse though that you have like a burden that you have to bear yeah that boys don't have like I remember yelling about it at a boy to, to a boy and like not just the period, but also, you know, bearing children. And I, I just, yeah, from a very young age was like, wait, what? Like, what, what, what's this deal? Like, this yeah. doesn't make a lot. This, this, we're getting the short end of this deal. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> so do you remember how old you were when you got your first period? I was like 13, you know, like on the pretty average and like seventh grade or something. Yeah. Um, and I was at my cottage, um, my parent with my parents, obviously. Um, and they had gone out for a walk and I, I like vividly remember every detail. I remember like looking down and then seeing obviously the blood and I just screamed for deer murder. Like, but it wasn't like, it was just like, no, like, like, 
like in my head like as if my head was spinning and it's like a Albert Hitchcock like I don't know just like <laughs> no and then and then I was like I told my mom and then my mom like gave me like the basics um and then and then that was it so wow. and you're Canadian right yes I am do you notice like a difference in the way people talk about periods in Canada versus the U.S.? Oh my God, that's a good cue. Um, <laughs> I notice, I think there's just been I, I, less like geographically. I've, I've just noticed throughout time that, that there's just been much more of a, yeah, just a less of a stigma around it. Um, I, and maybe it's also with age, but, but yeah, like I used to just, it was like you hid your tampons and your pads, like, they were just, I don't know, like contraband, right? Uh-huh. Um, and now they're just, I don't know, I'm lucky enough to work at an, at an office where there are some in the bathrooms and I go to a gym where there's some in the bathrooms. And so even just like seeing sanitary products out in the wild um, is kind of amazing. Um, yeah. And in, in a way also just crazy. Like there was a law, um, the first uh, step act, um, First Step Act, I think it's called, the new uh, criminal justice reform that was passed by the Trump administration. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, it's a bipartisan, uh, you know, uh, effort. And it's called First Step because there's a lot more to play, you know, to, to go. But I was talking to, to Donna Hilton, who's a uh, advocate for criminal justice reform. And, uh, you know, we were talking about some of the things that are in that criminal justice reform. And, and one of them is mandating that women in prison have access to sanitary products and also are not locked into chains like in chained when they give birth uh which happened and was legal until literally a couple weeks ago when this was passed and i was you know doing a round table and uh you know a man who was on the round table was like well this is great you know women now have access to sanitary products and she was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute I am not going to celebrate and give a pat on the back for saying that women like now have access to just like the most minimum amount of human decency that they can have as human beings. Right. Like having access. It's like it is like not giving toilet paper and it and it is equivalent to toilet paper and it would be seen as equivalent to a toilet paper if everyone had you know, got their periods. And so I still feel really frustrated when I have to pay for tampons and pads. And because I'm a privileged person and I have a place of employment that provides them and I have a gym that provides them. Um, and I, you know, work at a co-working space that's for women that provides them. Um, when I see those machines and it's like 25 cents, like who's making money off of this? Like 25 (laughs) cents, like just give them out. They're shitty tampons. Like, cardboard paper like they literally cut your vagina open yeah, no, like we you don't need who's like making cash off yeah. of like making us go through our wallets like who carries coins like who the fuck got money for this right we always yes. joke about like the big like big cotex cotex must have like a real grip on congress or something because yeah. or the rayon <laughs> whatever whoever develops rayon because rayon is still in tampons um, it's problematic for our yeah. vagina. So we're like, what big rayon corporation like has yeah. to like? It's just a mess. <laughs> um, I mean, it is, and it's insane. It, it, you, it's something that we put inside our bodies. Every woman, you know, and and that every almost every woman has to do. And you'd think that these things, yeah, would be 
much more mandated and, and legislated, but it's just, yeah, it's like a side issue for so many for 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 so many lawmakers because they're not women (laughs) well let's come back to that but I wanted to go back to your childhood a little bit um and when we talk about Canada you you are bilingual right you speak French as well yes French is my first language okay is there any euphemisms so we've done an episode on euphemisms around the world and I would love to know what anything in French is for menstruating well Actually, we, yeah, we say, uh, j'ai mes règles, which means I have my rulers, which doesn't yeah. make sense. That's what it is in Spanish, too. In yeah, Spanish, la regla. La regla. So that's interesting. Oh, that's yeah. it's interesting. Règle can also mean, like, rule. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously, like, ruler or, like, règle is also a synonym or can be used to talk about, like, a rule or, like, a, yeah. like a regiment. Um and so I wonder, like, règle also means, like, to, to bring a clock. Like, you can règle a clock, so you can, like, put a clock back or, or set a clock. Um, so I wonder if that's the, if that's it there. Is there any sort of, like, aunt flow or time of the month in French? Oh, yeah. We say, je suis dans le rouge. Like, I'm in the red. Um, oh. I like that. I might bring it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very few people are like, I'm menstruating. You know, like, <laughs> she's menstrué. like it's a long. But my niece, actually, it's funny because my sister had her. I mean, she probably wouldn't want me to share this. But anyway, she was like, had her period. And then, and then, yeah, she like her little niece, her little daughter, who's my niece, was like very young, like three or four and she said like the most mama like it was just like it's like a big word for a four-year-old that like, she already had that big uranus energy that's amazing <laughs> in her blood listeners before we continue i wanted to shout out another bay area podcast that we're really big fans of it's called the he said she said podcast here's a quick promo and then we'll get back to liz hey sean hey abby why so glum i can't find a podcast i guess i could listen to another podcast about eating for your blood type but i'm looking for something fresh what about a podcast about emo music yeah Super Bowl halftime shows i'm listening (laughs) the intimacy building nature of pinworms hell yeah I think I have the thing just for you. It's called the He Said, She Said podcast. Oh, I know that podcast. We're the hosts. Produced by yours truly and endorsed by yours truly. Listen in if you're looking for ill-informed opinions on cultural topics. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Clearly. I follow your Instagram and it seems like you're really close with your dad. Yes. So how have you ever, what's your relationship been like with your dad and periods? And he has two daughters. Like, Oh my God. I mean, he's like surrounded by women. He's like drowning in big uterus energy. Um, (laughs) Because yeah, I mean, it's like my mom, my sister and I, and my sister has a daughter, but specific conversations about my period. Um, well, you know what? Okay. Well, this is not related to periods, but it's related to vaginas. Um, I wrote an article, uh, this summer about like the, like a woman's rights, a woman's right to cunnilingus and why cunnilingus should be mandatory. Um, (laughs) anyway, you guys can go read it. It's, it's like a kind of like a manifesto. I got real upset when I was reading the data that women give twice as much oral sex as they receive. Uh And yet 
most women uh, require oral sex to attain orgasm and yeah. women are much less likely to attain orgasm than men. So all of these statistics together are just uh, make me very frustrated when um, men as a species aren't aware that they just like need to go down on you. Um, you know, <laughs> obviously everyone can have their own preferences and that should be communicated and discussed and everyone's different. But by and large, uh, we need it more than they do. And we give it way more. So anyway, I wrote that article and my dad shared the article. And I <laughs> was like, but he did like, he always writes like clever captions. Like he is a very... Uh, invested in Facebook and his like eight friends um, and uh, that kind of like following that he's built um, and he loves the news and so he likes to have like witty captions but that was the first time he shared something and like he didn't write anything and then I was like oh I see that you uh, shared my article he was like yeah I thought about a few things to write but like everything would have been open to interpretation so I just didn't but I thought that was like really sweet that oh, he sweet. still so shared that even though that was like a pretty out there article does your dad like Drake does he even <laughs> understand <laughs> that this is a thing that we all know so no he also he like doesn't know who Drake is um I'm sure he also doesn't have Instagram he doesn't care and like barely gives a fuck like he's just he doesn't like people are like oh my god he must be so mad at you I'm like he like could not be bothered um, yeah. he, has eight, he has eight friends <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah I'm just trying to get him like a sponsorship from like either Ben and Jerry's <laughs> or Canadian Tire or like Home Depot like that would be oh the only god. three like he's very utilitarian like he only wants things that are useful and like ice cream and home repair are the only two things I can think of that like, <laughs> would be everything else would be frivolous and unnecessary and would make him angry. Like he'd just be like, I don't need a BMW, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> I need Cherry Garcia. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. For those of you who don't follow Liz on Instagram, you should. And what we're referencing is every time she has a video of her dad on Instagram, she lays a Drake track underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> whether it's like I feel like recently you had a video because I run our Instagram so I feel like I know you um I feel like recently he was reading a book on like female saints or yes. like something really yes. random yeah it so was like Drake he, he bought me for Christmas I actually have it here he got me um it's called feminist saints so cool <laughs> and yeah he'll just I mean and when I saw him the last time he was reading like good and bad by Rebecca Tracer and he was just like lying there reading it and so I'll just like I'll none of it is staged like not like some people are like oh yeah like I figured like you're kind of a performer so your dad is the same like we're not the same no. like, he's like has no ego like he's like I'm like a negative ego if only all men in the world were like Liz's dad I know he seems so sweet he sounds great yeah um, your family seems very supportive oh uh, yeah they're amazing I'm very 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 lucky so what are your periods like now like what do you what kind of products do you use I heard you talk about tampons and pads yeah, oh my god, I'm pretty like normal. I'm very lucky. I, I used to get really, really bad cramps when I was very young. And I was like on birth control to c combat it. And then, yeah, I, 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 I'm not on the birth control. I'm all natural. Um, so I'm, and, and I'm pretty like regular. They last 
for like, you know, five, six days. And I've really, I was a very late bloomer um, with tampons. So I actually only, I've probably worn tampons, I kid you not, maybe like 10 times in my life. Wow. wow. And what, where did that, why did, why were you such a late bloomer, do you think? Oh my God. I mean, this is like a whole story I've like glossed over, which is I was in high, when I was in high school, I was like heavily bullied and I actually had to like change high schools. It was like very dramatic. Um, but one of the main points of my bullying like started when I was 14 and I, we were, you know, it was during the summer and it was my first, you know, summer where my period and we would have these like pool parties, right. Or, you know, we'd, a few friends would go and, and, and swim at a friend's house. And so I really was determined to, you know, wear a tampon. Um, and so my friends were like, oh yeah, like, you know, some of my friends had tried and successfully. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. Like, and so I was at one of my friend's house, a, a, a girlfriend, and then the four of them were like outside the bathroom, like that classic like scene. And, uh, and I was like, I don't think it's working you guys. And they were like, no, no, you just put it like, you know, keep going, like keep. And then we, there was like this back and forth. And then I finally came out and I was like, I don't think I have a vagina like there's nowhere for it doesn't there's it doesn't go like there's nowhere for it to go and um naturally the word got out um one of them probably told a boy and then that boy told the entire school and so I came back on the Monday and like the entire school was like Liz doesn't have a vagina um and like for the rest of the year like it was just like a constant like wow. it just never ever went away and, uh, but then I also was like, maybe I don't, like, I still don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe they're right. Um, and so until I was 19, like, I, I really did not know anything about my body. Like, that's, to me, is like the, the conclusion of that whole story. And I only, yeah, wore tampon when I was 19. But it just like dawned on me. Yeah, how, how little, like, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, it's like, I was afraid to understand it and and I wasn't curious about it and I almost just wanted to ignore it um and I just feel like it's the opposite of how boys feel you know towards their, their sexuality they're so encouraged to be curious about it they're asked about it they're you know in a way it can be almost kind of a proof of your masculinity and it can be bad uh, for, for, for boys to have to prove, you know, of sexual conquest and all that stuff. But for girls, it's like the complete opposite where, yeah, I, I, and even, you know, I made guys draw vaginas uh, when I was at Mike. Um, that was one of our first videos actually that we, when we launched video at Mike and I made my coworker, my guy coworkers like draw like vaginas and like the, all the organs inside and the, you know, fallopian tubes and everything. And I needed like a cheat sheet. Like there were things where I was like, wait, yeah. I don't, I don't actually, where's the inner labia? Like, is it, is that where the, cl and I was like 25, 26, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that'd be such a good e exercise for us actually yeah. to draw, draw vaginas. I'd be nervous. It's also a great way to hit on someone at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I actually met someone at South by Southwest that way. And we like are still, I mean, we're still friends. Um, and we dated for a while. Did he draw it accurately? <laughs> Pretty accurately. That's why we went on a few dates. It's um, a good way to like weed them out. <laughs> Smart. I love that. The three of us realized that we only started using tampons when we got to second base with boys. 
Because then we knew where our badge was. Yeah. I mean, isn't, okay, that is so revealing. We have to wait for men to figure, to, to like give us permission to know about our own bodies yeah. before we can explore it ourselves. It's so, it's so fascinating. Let's go back a little bit and talk about like the politics stuff. So now that we have like a record number of women in the U S house of representatives, praise, Woo-hoo. praise Woo. everything. Um, what do you hope gets done? Like, what do you, I don't know. What are your hopes and dreams for this new Congress full of amazing women? Oh my God. Oh my God. So many. Um, you know what? Um, wow. So obviously more women in, in government means that women's quote unquote women's issues become, uh, not just, you know, part of the conversation, but as important or as central as the issues that affect men. So um, I would love to see a priority put on issues that desperately affect women, things like obviously abortion and reproductive rights, equal pay and paid leave and all of these really, you know, Violence Against Women Act, all of these very big uh, major policy shifts that we need to have concerning women. But what I'm also excited about is there being a different perspective on issues that we don't even think as women's issues, right? So what's unfolding right now with, I mean, there's a debate, obviously, that's going to be ongoing around, uh, you know, the economy and around jobs and around tax policy. And so we're seeing someone like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez demand and uh, present a policy proposal that is uh, you know he- heavily taxing the richest people in our in in our in our economy to help create services that support everyone. I think that that is just the best outcome that I can think of. Is 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 that we start uh, having a uh, mindset and a perspective on matters like the economy, on matters like foreign policy, on matters like immigration, from a perspective that is not uniquely male. And I think that that is, it's, it's, it's not even just about, you know, we want to create a better America for women, we, we want to create a better America for everyone. Mm-hmm. And you do that by having as many people at the table as possible from a wide variety of life experiences um, as possible. And that's what I'm seeing unfold. And I think it's so, it just feels good to watch the news again, you know? Like, it just feels good to go on Twitter again. And even, it just is a reinvigoration and 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 are, are not just of people, you know, politicians or people who are in Congress or people who are in power, but also of their constituents and a reimagination of what politics can be and what can what politics can achieve. Amen. Yes. Um, OK, let's just let's just do like a little like hypothetical. What would the world look like if men got their periods? <sighs> oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> like if Donald Trump it was going through menopause right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know what that looks like. I don't, I, I'm afraid of that uh, that that imagery. But 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 not to demonize or to stigmatize menopause. Um, okay, so I think that if men if men got their periods, tampons and pads would be free, like hands down. They wouldn't be taxed, which is ridiculous. It's yeah. just like absolutely ridiculous. Um, and see, like I think that's in many states, like in California, there's been like bipartisan 
laws that are being passed by women, like a conservative woman and a conservative Democrat who come together and they're like, yeah, this sucks. Um, we hate the government taxing us unnecessarily and we don't like inequality. Let's come. It's like really been the tampon tax has actually been something that's really united um, often women actually uh, on both sides of the aisle, which has been really interesting. Um, but yeah, like it tampons and pads are akin to toilet paper. Tampons and pads would be like toilet paper. We wouldn't have to hide. Your, you don't have to hide your toilet paper when you buy at the pharmacy. You don't have to, you know, carry around toilet paper in your fucking, you know, purse in case a bathroom doesn't have toilet paper. Like toilet paper is a right. Um, so tampons and pads would be a right. Um, and so, yeah, it would just that burden um, would just not be placed on women. There wouldn't be so much of a stigma. I agree with all that. And I just, I just, I, the idea that Donald Trump, like, I feel like Donald Trump does get his period. Like he is PMSing. Like has anyone checked? Maybe that's why he's so cranky all the time. Oh my like, God, that would be so great. Maybe he just needs like, yeah, a little, a little boost. He needs some Midol. He needs some tea. Yeah. He needs hugs. I, I just think he needs like, he needed to be told I love you as a child. He needs to, yes, exactly. Um, Love his dad. So real quick, before we get to the silly questions, I, I want to just veer off a little bit because you've interviewed Justin Trudeau a bunch. <laughs> tell us about it. Yeah, tell us everything about him. And also I noticed on your website, there's a meme. I don't know if you made it or someone else made it, but it's a picture of you and Justin. And he says, hey girl, I might control the Mounties, but I'll never control your uterus. I yes, love it. Talk about it. <laughs> so Talk much. about Justin. Um, so I actually asked for his consent before I made that meme, uh, or before we, <laughs> we, we made that meme at Vox. Um, and um, anyway, yeah, uh, Justin's, uh, I, you know, get a lot of flack from Canada, actually, uh, for what? being very pro-Justin. Uh, and, and, and I don't even think I'm pro-Justin. Like, I'm just, I'm just pro people and especially men um who take a strong stance on gender equality and take a strong stance on progressive issues and on uh native issues on lgbtq issues like i'm just pro people who become allies to groups that they're not part of and honestly mm -hmm. i'm pro leaders that look like he does I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that hair Oh, and uh, yeah, he's he's super. I mean, meeting him was really uh, on a personal level. Like, I I felt very inspired, and he's one of those. Like, I mean, I've heard this about you know Obama. I've I've never met him uh, in person, but I've heard this. You know, uh, that there's just this like inherent, you know, not just charisma, but like a like you kind of you feel like you're the only person in the room. And it's and it's insane because obviously he's, you know, a world leader and he has a lot on his mind and he's a lot of people that he's caring for. But but yeah, he, you just feel his energy and, and you feel, you know, regardless of how I feel about, you know, his environmental policies or some of the positions that he takes on certain issues like, you know, no one is perfect. Um, I do um, feel like his intention in being in politics is is pure. So it, it was very, you know, it was like a, the highlight of, you know, probably uh, one of the most, you know, the coolest moments of my life, um, getting to, you know, interview him and, and, and talk to him about what was happening in the United States, like Trump was had just like announced. Um, and I'd been at Vox for like two weeks. <laughs> so it was like a, a, a crazy time. Um, but yeah, he's, he's cool. He's, he's team ladies. 
Yeah. Mm. And just real quick, I don't know if I like is is the policy in Canada for like taxing menstrual products the same as the states like it, or is it a little bit more progressive? A few years ago, they actually got rid of the tampon tax um, in Canada. Yeah. So it was something that a lot of people were lobbying against. Um, and and yeah, I think they're, you know, it really depends. They're not as available um, they're, they're not, yeah, available in schools and, and, and in the way that I think things are starting to shift and move here in New York, but it, Canada is a big place. Um, so just like the U.S. Um, but, but yeah, generally, at least that the tampon tax was eradicated. This is Meg, and I'm just popping in to remind you that we have a hotline that you definitely should call because we want to hear from you. It's 9106-UTERUS. And if you want to leave us some questions for a gynecologist, please do, because we have one coming up on the show soon. We're holding her until we're ready for her. Yeah, (laughs) she knows what she did. (laughs) And now back to the episode. Okay, so let's get to our, our three crazy questions that we ask yes. all of our guests. First question is, if your period could drink, what would it drink? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, I mean, does everyone say Bloody Mary? No! <laughs> no <one says> Bloody Mary. <laughs> that's brilliant. I would think I'm like, that's the easiest pun in the world. But yeah, I feel like Bloody Mary. Is she's spicy. Yeah. Mm. She's, you know... Red. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Liz, if your period had a Patronus from Harry Potter, what would it be? Um, So I was actually in the production, the Vagina Monologues production of my college at McGill. And we had to answer this question of like, if if my fanny pack, oh, sorry, (laughs) I ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) If my vagina could wear something, like it would be a fanny pack. I don't know why, but it just... (laughs) It would be a fanny pack. Like, it's very practical. It's, you know, stylish. You can depend on it. Um, it's versatile. Oh, my God. Your Patronus is a fanny pack. That's the <laughs> most perfect answer I've ever heard. Because <laughs> if you know Harry Potter, then it's like they're these glowing animals. So it's just a glowing fanny pack. Always around. <laughs> It's perfect. Oh man, okay. Well, if that's a weird answer, no, okay. it's perfect. Fanny packs sound awesome. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. We were also all in the vagina monologues. Yeah, you were also. Yeah. Yes, oh our college put god. it on every single year. Oh my god, that's amazing. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, wasn't everybody everybody our age? I feel like was in vagina monologues. Like if you're between the ages of thirty and. 39 and like a self-actualized woman you're like oh you were in the vagina monologues yeah yeah. Yeah, you want to hear a funny uh, vagina monologues dad story absolutely my dad came to my vagina monologues and filmed the entire play like from beginning to end and then realized that the sound wasn't didn't work (laughs) so he came back the next night and filmed the entire thing again I was so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. my dad um, was, there were vagina cookies sold to raise money at our vagina monologue performance. Oh my and God. my dad was, pur- a lot of people purchase cookies for my dad just to watch him eat a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and he happily did it. Oh, yeah. so it's- great. I know, my family still talks about it. Um, so our last question is perfect for you. Um, what political party would your period affiliate with? Oh my God. I think it would probably vote liberal. Um, because, and, and that's, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau's party. I think that it, they align with the same kind of values. 
Um, and um, they, yeah, the Liberal Party's um, symbol is red. It's totally same and color pink. palette. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think I think I think you would definitely vote liberal. Thank you for being so candid with everything, especially the story about high school and trying tampons. Like, I yeah. think a lot of people are going to resonate with that. I'm so glad that we shared this with each other. And I wish I had known you when I was 14. And oh. Because I felt so, I felt like there was something wrong with me. I felt, and and it, anyway, I, I just wish we'd, we'd all been friends because then we would have all felt a little bit more normal. Liz Plank, thank you so much for joining us on Skype. Thank you so much for your service and using your energy, your big, your energy to spread it to others. I really appreciate it. Yay. (laughs) Have a great one. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love Liz. She's such an inspiration. She's fantastic. She's delightful. She bore her heart and soul to us. I know. She didn't know that she that she was afraid she didn't have a vagina. So sad. It's insane. Like, I really just want to wrap my arms around 14-year-old Liz Plank. Yeah. Me too. Or however old she was. Yeah. I want to wrap my arms around prepubescent Liz Plank. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Don't I ever. <laughs> and I do think that we all would have been friends with her and we would have yeah. guided her from that horror, but maybe We're, not. Because we, we, we also were in our own horror. So. Also, let's talk about Canada and how it's like oh everyone's so nice there false yeah they're just like it's teenage girls are just like bullies. everyone else they're, they're the same everywhere <laughs> they're just like us the worst <laughs> mean um I have to say I've been inspired by big uterus energy really? oh it's so good I feel like you know it's changed the way that I view the world so much so that I wrote a jingle for it yes Ooh. it's yes, 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 yes. technically an original it's a riff okay. off of um the jingle for National American University I was gonna say wow I was gonna say. <laughs> you may know it if you're from the Midwest um but this is I, pl- I played this on the uh. piano take this and run with it listeners this is for you this is for you Organs are fun. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. That was great. That was a okay. quick Organ- jingle, but I organs like I are got. fun. I think I got it. Yeah, and I, yeah. No, no, no. It's not that. I, I got a good. I, I feel like I, I understand what big uterus energy is. Thanks, now. Meg. Thanks, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show. Organs are fun. This song is about one. It's found down there. Makes you bleed everywhere in your time of need. If you do or don't bleed, harness big uterus energy. Yay. That was a thing Yay. that we did together. That was wonderful. Kate on the shaker. This it was a pepper shaker. <laughs> we it know. Was. I could we hear were it. there. <laughs> I'm just telling the listeners. <laughs> that was awesome. That was fun. We Thank had good you. times with that. Thank you. Thank you, Liz, for the inspiration. Listeners, you have to tune in next week. Our episode is all about alternative menstrual products that we have personally tried. We've given period underwear, reusable pads, and organic tampons a go inside us, outside us, all over us. Um, and now one of your hosts is a menstrual cup convert. All that and more next week. And don't forget to review us, like us on Instagram and Facebook, share us with your friends and with your enemies, call our hotline, and until then, keep calm. And And bleed bleed everywhere. everywhere. It may be primal.
Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.